0: Hello, Hola. bitches! Hey. Oh, we are back once again. We're still on track, Anna. I'm living yep, for this. Are. I'm living I for this. So it. glad it's gonna keep going like this, guys. Every week, new episode. You got it. We're, we're doing really good. We're doing we real good. We are.
1: No, we are not. You know, we're not um, falling off the face of the earth this time. We are. We're on like a four-episode streak now.
0: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because this so, is episode six. Six. Yes. Woohoo, I can count this time and we have plans
1: all the way <laughs> yeah, we have plans all the way up to the end of the year now for let's talk which missions. is
0: so exciting I
1: know which,
0: should we tease just a little bit or no
1: let's tease a little bit
0: okay We'd I'm like only going to say one thing I'm only going to say one thing ah <laughs> <Spooky>, scary, scary. <laughs>
2: Exactly. That's all I'm gonna
0: say. That's yep. all I'm gonna say. That sums it up. That sums it up. So it really does. you guys have got some exciting uh, things to look forward to later on in the year, um, and you know we've got some really good films coming up that aren't at all associated with what I said. Yeah. Um, and I'm <laughs> really excited. That
1: don't have spooky, scary skeletons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, quite the opposite, actually. Yeah. So. <laughs> Okay, Anna, I think I'm ready to jump in. Yes, let's do it. I'm so excited. Shall we roll the track?
1: Let's roll it.
0: Here it comes. Let's talk.
2: Oh, bitches. Oh my god. (laughs) What? How did you say that?
0: that?
1: I do to say. With Neve. And Anna. So, how have you been, Neve? It's been so not long since we've did, talked.
0: Did you nearly say Anna there? I felt like you said. Yeah. I, so I'm you- not
1: going to lie, I did, because you always say, have you been, Anna? And I'm like, have you been, Anna? Oh, wait. Neve? <laughs>
0: If you don't know, Anna and I filmed this. Last week, we had the pleasure of being in each other's in presence, which was great. Um, but normally, the way that this is going to work, because, you know, because I'm going to Paris and such. Um, I'm Anna sorry, and I have- where are you going? <laughs> I where? have to mention that every episode, obviously. You didn't
1: mention it last time, though. <laughs> so I have to do it even more to, to uh, balance it out again.
0: Keep the streak going. Yes. Um, so Anna and I have tried to kind of, like, come up with a way that we can keep the... The podcast consistent for you guys and the best way we found is we've got a good setup now over facetime and stuff so i'm looking at anna's face and i can literally see her going like how have you been anna i (laughs) can see the way your mouth was gonna go i can see it (laughs) neve she's just doing mouth shapes now not on the camera please okay i'm sorry (laughs) i have been good though anna how have you been neve
1: oh my god i'm not (laughs) neve (laughs) <laughs> i'm good yeah i'm good i'm
0: yeah
1: watching what have films. you been up to well over the past week as we'll get into i've watched parasite twice
0: uh-huh. i've
1: also watched the pick of the week film don't look up
0: Uh huh.
1: and i've been playing a lot of fortnite and oh my god literally basically just thriving in this bad bitch world that we live in
0: <laughs> <gasps> that was i think the best thing i've ever heard you say <laughs> in my life hiding I mean, in this true. bad bitch world that you live in honestly that needs to be the that needs to be put on the Instagram stories yeah. I'm sure by the time this comes out that will have been posted everywhere we are working I'm milk, it hunty I'm gonna I'm gonna milk the shit out of that I'm gonna milk my we'll shit we'll have out t-shirts of with that on it honestly yes that is the goal that is the ultimate goal yes forget um, the podcast
1: t-shirts woo-hoo! are where it's at
0: you guys can buy merch online Obviously, yes. to fund my Paris trip. Oops.
1: Right. So, scene shuffle.
0: <laughs> scene shuffle. Um, so, you picked the topic for scene shuffle this week, yes. and I think it is a real good one. Do you want to tell everyone what it is? Yes.
1: So, for our scene shuffle, we're going to be, discuss- we're going to be discussing whether award-winning films are overall better films in general than movies that don't. Deserve or don't uh, get awards at the Oscars or the BAFTAs. Mm -hmm. And I have some, I have a total of 10 films I've picked out that five of them do deserve the awards they got, and five I didn't think were the best out of the roundup of their categories.
0: Well, you did not tell me you were doing that, so I will just take it (laughs) back off you. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) that is a really good idea. Yeah. And I think it's really Um, relevant to what we're talking about today because it's no secret that. Parasite won the um, Academy Award and won loads of Academy Awards and was the first foreign language film to win the Academy Award. Oh my
1: God, yeah. I mean, we'll get into it because I have a lot planned for a little Parasite talk. (laughs) It is a good film. Um,
0: Period. Yes.
1: So at the top of my list for films I did think deserved the award, I have Pride, which is the film that is shows the LGBT um LGBT, what's the word I'm looking for? Fuck, I I don't know what I'm I'm trying to say. Um it is LGBT health towards the minor strike.
0: Do you know what? I know exactly what you're talking about because when I was watching nineteen seventeen earlier, which was my pick of the week, the main guy is in pride.
1: Is in pride? yeah yeah,
0: he's, yeah. In it. he's in it he's in it so millie um told me about the the plot so yeah i know exactly what you mean for the people who don't know maybe we can do that in post and um give a little description <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's basically no, it, like the lgbt the community b- bands together supporting with the, the, the minor, minor st- yeah 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 exactly absolutely.
0: i like how just just in case you well obviously you guys can't see what anna's doing but anna just did wakanda forever there you just
1: <laughs> another I... tease for what's to come
0: <laughs> so pride and you think yes, it do deserve that one i, I haven't seen pride but
1: i i we watched it um as a group uh in june for pride month and mm-hmm. it was esther who suggested it, and i really enjoyed it they have yeah. great use of the of the song love and pride i think oh, it yeah. really fits well with the theme and the aesthetic and it really um it really gives light on learning new ways of life cuz a lot of the characters are older like mm-hmm. they're older generations like Imelda Staunton's character and the way they're just like saying like oh my god where are my lesbians they're so cute and so adorable
0: yeah i mean i think that after after Emily told me what it was about i mean she got emotional like relaying the plot yeah um she gets really emotional whenever she talks about the minor strike so um you know obviously it's a really important film to her with a really important topic so yeah i'll mm-hmm. definitely be watching it sometime soon and considering yes. it, I'm, and this is on disney plus disney
1: plus sponsor us please
0: oh my god is that the one on disney plus i don't know why i hadn't
1: well there's there's those. pride and then there's also a mini series called pride as well
0: oh okay okay because i've been seeing like because obviously in, in pride month i was seeing like the pride collection the pride, and i thought it yeah. was just like I thought it was just like the, um, like Pride Month collection, like LGBT plus series. Content.
1: But, um, yeah. Ah, I see. Yes. So next on my list, um, nineteen seventeen, which we'll get into more when we talk about pick of the week.
0: So it but won. An, it won an it award. Won, it won,
1: I believe. I could be wrong, but I believe it won the award for best cinematography, as it should have. Obviously. Yeah. So next we have Encanto, I think for a soundtrack, I believe. Let me just
0: I don't know if they did win soundtrack. I was listening to, an, to a podcast about that the other day.
1: correct me if I'm wrong then.
0: Um, um let's see. Encanto awards. And then Award. we have
1: Um West Side Story, the new West Side Story that is up for nomination. Hasn't actually won awards yet, but I do, do I do think it deserves some awards especially for the soundtrack this year mm-hmm. so fingers crossed for West Side story and then of course i have parasite which we will get into so well.
0: i've just had done a wee bit of googling it didn't win for so it was nominated for the best achievement in music written for motion pictures okay and it was nominated for the best achievement in music written for motion pictures original song for dos Oregitas. which is the song oh, nice. at the end it won the best animated feature film
1: Oh, nice. Yes. Perfect. But well, didn't that's
0: even win. better. Yeah, and it won the BAFTA for Best Animated Feature Film. Um, It won an Annie Award for Outstanding Achievement in Music in an Animated Feature and Outstanding Achievement for Storyboarding for the Annie Awards, which is pretty prevalent when it comes to animated films. So it missed out yes. on the soundtrack. I'm not sure what, what beat it out against soundtrack, but if you can yeah, interested to tell me that, I will find that out. To see.
1: Yes. So the next five films I didn't think deserve the awards. We have Gravity. Have you have you seen Gravity oh, before? No,
0: is Gravity the one that was um Tell me the plot because I think I've it's seen where the
2: where.
1: I think all of her crewmates die and she's left to float around in space. And it's just it's very, very far fetched and she basically hallucinates lots of different people and i i think i watched it in school and the first half was way better than the second half because the second half was just so same and formulaic and redundant like she was having to float in space to this place and float in space to that place and yeah but i I, I I just
0: i can't remember the one that i saw did the one that i see the trailer for have like chris pratt in it and he was going to the moon. That was really recent, though. That was really recent. Yeah, this came out in,
1: like, 2012? Like, the early 2010s?
0: Oh, I know what you mean now, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It won for Best Cinematography, and honestly, I don't see it for Gravity. Apologies to anybody who likes that film. (laughs) (laughs) Wall. I also have The King's Speech, which won Best Film for the year it came out. Cannot remember. Let me just quickly check that. Um, I watched that for part of my course this past mm-hmm. year and yes, 2010 it came out and I just didn't, it didn't connect with me on such a level that I would expect an Academy Award winning film too, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it was a very experimental feel, like they didn't, they didn't hone in on the royal family the grandiose, they honed in on the king's inability to speak in public yeah but at the same time just like the crown on netflix is doing it way better and it has aged and i don't think it's aged all that
2: well
0: no i mean when it came out like i remember my dad watched it like i talked to bit last week about my dad watching like these kind of films and i remember he thought it was really good but obviously when did it come out did you say was it 2010 yeah i can remember th- i can remember that coming out and it being a big thing like oh the king yeah the king had a stutter and like obviously it's a huge it's a huge thing but i haven't seen the film personally so i'm leaving it over to you to decide but i think that sometimes well we'll get into a bit more about the discussion about the overall general question after yeah. after you finish your list uh
1: next up we have bohemian rhapsody which is you didn't think
0: it deserved the the win?
1: I did not. I didn't think it was a very good biopic of Prince, nor of Freddie Mercury. Let me just get this. Wait,
0: off real of quick. Prince?
1: The band, Queen. Oh my God! Bestie, queen. do you
0: mean Queen?
1: Fuck yes, I do.
0: Shit. I was like, Prince? I do not know Prince was in it.
1: No, I'm so sorry.
0: Please keep that in the edit. I don't want that I to will. leave. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you can all relish upon my my shame.
0: I honestly, I haven't seen it, but I know that a lot of people are attached to it for a lot of reasons. But I feel like, I feel like nowadays we're very much dipping into a world of sequels and biopics when it comes to cinema like obviously we've just had Elvis come out and I have I have no desire to see Elvis at all but of course (laughs) that's a different generation for me whereas people who saw Bohemian Rhapsody will go and see Elvis and will cry all the same but like I feel like it's all the same like oh someone portrays him and at the end it's like it like fades into the real performance of them doing it like I saw a TikTok the other day being like me, when I'm 50, going to see the Harry Styles biopic where it fades into him. Like, I'm saying, still waiting I'm on yet. the
1: Taylor Swift biopic over here.
0: Well, she's got a wee while to go yet. She's got a lot she, of stuff. Come on. She's yeah. got a lot of stuff. Come on, come on Taylor. Um, come on. Maybe yes. this Friday. But, Maybe this Friday. Come on.
1: Come on. Uh, but Bohemian Rhapsody, I watched not long ago after I watched Rocket Man, and Rocket Man is mm-hmm. just so much better. It's... I haven't seen
0: any of them. Again, they just don't appeal to me in any way. Yeah, like,
1: I would say if you want to watch one, watch the Elton John one, Rocket Man.
0: Yeah, because I it, would I would pick that one over, over um, Bohemian Rhapsody, I think. Over the
1: Prince <laughs> one, I mean Queen. <laughs> um, I
0: genuinely yeah. like Rami Malek though. I think he's. I think from what I've seen of the snippets, he does a good yeah. job. And obviously, like, he's got an important role to play for us LGBT folks. That, of course, like, exactly. You know.
1: And it wasn't the it wasn't the characters' perspectives or like the acting that. uh, rubbed me the wrong way was the fact that the film just kept switching between telling freddie mercury's story and then telling all of the queen like the members of queen's story and then when freddie mercury left again it was freddie mercury's story and it just felt very disjointed and yeah felt like these characters that being established got just got abandoned because because they didn't really know what was happening to them anyway true The next two, I have not seen in full because they are so... I didn't didn't manage to finish them. OMG. Twenty sixteen Suicide Squad. Actually won an award for Best Makeup. Or like...
0: Okay, okay. No, when it comes to Best Makeup, okay, I mean, I can't remember Suicide Squad for the... like I've only seen Suicide Squad once and it was like a film that I watched late at night and I was like, Ah, uh, let's just chuck this on. But, like, I can see why it would win that. Um, I thought you were... T- like, I was like, no way this, that one. At it.
1: the same time... Like, I know makeup isn't the best... Like, isn't the most prestigious award, but... The Joker's makeup in Suicide Squad is awful. Jared Leto's makeup is awful.
0: But you and, know it's not supposed to be good, though.
1: I know, but it's like... <laughs> it's Like, if you look at The Dark Knight or Joker... <laughs> It's way better yeah,
0: yeah yeah that's true I think that um but I think that's the reason why we have all these different categories and that's you know it's that is true you know um so... and it doesn't help
1: the fact that this is just a bad film in general well
0: yeah like it's not a good it's not a good film you know so it's it's yeah. you know a two two point five star film you know it's like if that um, even for it to win an award is is shocking, but I I yeah. don't I'm not like surprised that it won makeup mm-hmm. like I, like I think if it was gonna win any it would be makeup.
1: That is true, yeah. And the last one, Hugo. Have you seen Hugo, the children's film that came out ages ago? It has to do what with clocks and oh, and drawings and stuff.
0: Oh, I remember seeing it as a child and not wanting to see it because it would freak me out.
1: Yeah, I watched half of it and then got bored.
0: Whoa. <laughs> I never
1: went back to what it. What did so. it, win? it win? It won... Um, it must have won something like Sound, I believe. Let me just quickly zip on down to the Wikipedia page.
0: I've got a fun fact about the um, Academy Awards while you're at it.
1: Yes, go for it.
0: So I was listening to a podcast today about Chicken Run. Ooh uh when i was at work that's my th- my thing to do at work is listen to podcasts um and it was talking about how when chicken run came out like it was so well received by those at the academy that they wanted to nominate it for an award like to win best feature
2: yeah and that
0: that is what prompted the introduction of the animated feature award really yeah. Well, that's oh what I heard. Oh my god! What, what a trailblazer! Yeah. So I was like, Just supposed to show damn. you how good
1: art man is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Which I thought was a pretty fun fact. Yeah.
1: So, so Hugo won that? best cinematography, best art direction, best sound mixing, best sound editing, and best visual effects.
0: At the Academy 5. Awards.
1: At the Baftas.
0: At the Baftas.
1: Yes, it did not receive Academy Award only nominations.
0: But, but still. That film feels to me... Oh, no, no,
1: no, wait. No, sorry. That was at the Academy Awards. Yes.
0: What? That film feels to me like... Right, I don't know if if you kind of know the genre of film that I'm talking about, but when I was younger, I used to go to my granny's house and my mum used to buy, like, DVDs for us to take. Mm -hmm. And they were in... They were in Tesco, so they were, like, hotel for dogs. And the... What is it? The spider chronicles and like oh my god these films that were like really low budget films yeah well i don't even know if they were low budget or if they're just like reminiscent of the like mid to late 2000s like or if they're just that kind of film but like when did hugo come out it would be around that time
1: it was 2011 it came out
0: oh okay um it didn't do very well at the box
1: office either sorry it got its budget was up to 170 million and i only got 185.8 million so it barely broke even
0: damn yeah well that's interesting that you've done that research and I, it's really good to hear like and that's just show that just goes to show that it's really a yes and a no at the end of the day yeah like oh it's exactly the same with the grammys as we've seen that things are good for different reasons and you can't say you can't say that this film is better than this film because it won the feature film you know even if it wasn't even if it wasn't nominated like there's still things that and i keep saying this like this is why i love like animated films so much and they were talking about this in the chicken run podcast as well animated films are swept under the rug and deemed as children films those films are fucking funny like chicken run is a hilarious film yeah and some of them carry a
1: heavy ass meaning as well
0: well i mean soul wall literally Um, so you know i feel like and i feel like the academy and the oscars is just it's just like a like i don't really think that it reflects anything about you know you can't win the award and then go oh this is the best film of all time it it definitely says something about your film that it's been received well and that yeah and with parasite yes it deserves to win it deserved to win all the wars that it did win Mm -hmm. but i would i would still say that there's thousands of other good foreign language films that are worthy and just they
1: just didn't get the recognition
0: yeah absolutely it's just it's just how life falls into place in terms of Mm -hmm. how it does at the box office what time of the year it comes out what mood people are in when they go to see it you know it's it's all these different things and And it's all about who's
1: behind the camera like more directors have have more sway with the big big fucks than others
0: true you know if you're if you're going to to see a martin scorsese film you know that that is going to do well or better than or steven
1: spielberg like in West side story
0: yeah you know that you know that these films are have some kind of um they have a backing behind them and people are mm-hmm. like oh yeah this is going to be good but film is such a personal thing it's all you know, about taste it it really is and and you are this is why we're doing this podcast because you are never going to see a film exactly the same as me like we're, exactly you
1: know,
0: we're going to like the same film but we're not going to think exactly we're not going to like it associate. for the same reasons no, a lot no. Of the time. in many cases no and we're not going to associate the same emotions with it. You
2: Literally. know, even
0: though it, it, it all has to do with what day you watch it on, how you were feeling, what's happened in your life, how does this film. Impi- Literally. You know, and that can't be. You know, if every person in the world was to pick a film from every year since the Academy Awards started to win the best, anim- the, the best animated feature, the best feature length film everyone's would be different there wouldn't be one yeah. string that would be exactly the same because everyone has different feelings exactly and, you know there's some film i mean look at west side story it's a perfect example i was like not nah, didn't like it i had covid when i watched it mm-hmm. i obviously associated that with a specific time in my life i was stressed out i was you know so yeah really you know it's um and i know that the academy is like a it's not just one person it's a group of people, but again, those people can be swayed.
1: Exactly.
0: You know, like, and it's, it's all about, oh, it's, and they have to think about what will us giving this award to this person do for film culture? How will this mm-hmm. shape other directors? You know, there's, there's so many other things to think about.
1: Exactly. So I think the answer is yes and no, in the sense that you shouldn't just watch films that have been given these great big awards. But you should also look for indie films, lower budget films, because they give a different experience mm-hmm. and a different emotional uh, gravity towards them.
0: Mm-hmm. And don't take to, the awards too seriously.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just people's opinions. We yeah. don't. None of us have the same opinions.
0: Literally, that is exactly the best way to put it. It's just someone's opinion, who you don't yeah, know. Exactly. You, know, you you can't say, if your favourite film is up front the award and you're like, oh, I'm glad that that didn't win. That's their opinion, bruv. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know where that came bruv. from. I think I was going to say babe. I think I was going to say, that's your opinion, babe. But I don't know why bruv oh came my God. out bruv. <laughs> bruv.
2: Oh, my God.
0: Let's talk film bruvs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, shall we move on to our pick of the yes. week, Anna?
1: So, for pick of the week, I had Don't Look Up. You had... 1917 which i mm-hmm. saw on Be Real you watching earlier today i was so i'm very excited to see what you have to say about 1917 because i absolutely do not know if you're gonna hate it love it or appreciate it
0: the answer is appreciate it okay. i these war films are just not my thing yeah they are not my thing at all but as i was going through it i was like god that's really well done and you can appreciate something, as I say, it's all down to taste. You know, you know I would rather sit and watch Cars for the, billion, you know, the billionth time or, or Sonic too, you know. Cars, you know. but it's just
1: film like 1917 and it just does not cut.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I could definitely, so I definitely was watching it and thinking, you know what, this isn't my thing, but this is what Pick of the Week is all about. Yeah, exactly. We, we are introducing each other to films that we like and broadening our horizons film wise. So that's mm. what it's all about. I do yeah. have my big three. Two stars and a wish. Big 3 That's your So, name. my first star is obvious. It's going to be a cinematography, right? Of course. That, that was... That blew my mind.
1: It, it really... Like, I, I can't... St- I still can't believe how they managed to pull that off.
0: I was like... and But apparently... I was doing a bit of research about it. Apparently Bird Box is the same way. Is that right? Really? Bird Box... I haven't uh, watched I Bird think. Box
1: because it's kind of just like a another version of A Quiet Place. So I haven't really... Uh,
0: um, let's um, see i just typed but, in how did they film how did they film 1917 i'm sure that it was
1: uh... but i mean how how good of a set design do you have to make it so that the camera can can like just flow so well, effortlessly sure like. they
0: had i'm sure that they i read that they made like little sets like models of all the sets so that they could see how the camera would... I mean, that had to be... Uh, You know, when they were going through the trenches, that had to be long. Oh,
1: my... Yeah. Because
0: there were, like, five-minute sequences of just silence or muttering of him walking through or running through or... Those those were the ones that hit me the most. It's just so fascinating
1: because it's a real good example of what it was like in the war.
0: Well, none of us know that. And that kind of... Both of my stars kind of melt together a wee bit because I don't think that you could have... So my other star is just the... It was the perfect portrayal of, of real life in the wall. It, in the wall? In the, in the wall. wall. <laughs> so... Yeah. You know, it's... Um, when you when you were walking through the, the trenches like that and seeing it... Like, I found myself looking at everyone else, which you were supposed to do. Your eyes were... You know, they didn't... Mm-hmm. They had those people there so that you were like, "Oh my God, look how many people here! Everyone, at these people has a family," and yeah. you know, and you really got that, and it was a great like, just here it is, you mm-hmm. know, this is the reality, and the the cinematography meant that you saw everything. These films, you know, sometimes cutting away is like so easy. It's like I mean, I'm it not really filmmaker, is. but yeah. you know, you've got to a cut away. Is to, it's such an easy way away.
1: to cover a mistake. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, like uh you can and sometimes things films can skip whole hours, days, and you don't know what's going on. With this it was you saw everything. Like when he when he hurt his hand, you saw every single like you saw every single impact of that. You know, it, it Yes. Yeah. Him hurting it and you know, there was no kind of like, oh, first he's hurt his hand and now it's in bandages. You know, it was like you saw him. Well, do
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um so I really appreciate it. I thought yeah. it was a really, really, I feel I
1: wanted to give you like a war film at some point just to like see what you thought of it. And I think <laughs> nineteen seventeen is the best war film I have seen because we saw a few in high school. I think we saw Private Peaceful, which was the yeah. Michael Maperigo based film, and that oh was. Oh
0: my fine. god! I had to read so many of his books. Yeah, I wasn't a big I wasn't a big fan of his books. We had to read so many. I was like, I was so bored (laughs) during every single one of them. I was like, God, he's he's the driest writer in the world. Literally. I was like, go the fuck away. Anyway. Yeah. Um.
1: And yeah, it's just the the take on the cinematography and the like, almost like you're walking with him through the trenches and through the story. It just added like has such a fresh flavor to this. Film. And oh, it made absolutely. me enjoy it so much more.
0: Yeah. Um my one wish though is that some of the cast brought me out of it a wee bit. Um okay. definitely not Schofield, but Tom, his his uh Blake. His
2: this, partner? His partner. His partner. Yeah. Okay. He
0: just I don't know if that casting was quite right. He seemed a bit like uh too like modern like he he kept bringing oh, me out of it and yeah. making me feel like oh wait this is just a film like he didn't quite fit the role of like the i mean i, I get he was supposed to be the kind of playful telling stories and stuff but i don't know and some of the cat like when i saw what's his face um the king's speech what's his name uh, oh i saw him in the credits as well
2: um, oh please plays No
0: clue. He's also in your pick of the week for next week. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. No, next week. (laughs) Uh, Sorry.
1: George Mackay?
0: No, 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 no. Richard um, Madden? No, 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 hang on, hang on. Uh, Colin Firth.
1: Colin Firth. Ah, there we go. When
0: I saw Colin Firth at the start, I was like, hang on, that's Colin Firth. And then, what the fuck? What is it with you and showing me films with benedict in it i was like okay i, was <laughs> I like, totally he forgot
1: that benedict cumberbatch was in it
0: he did not need to be here i was like they watch, <laughs> i was like okay that's such a just dr strange with a mustache like I, I can't
1: believe i totally forgot that benedict cumberbatch was in this more film too
0: i was like so yeah some of the cast took me out of it a wee bit and i think when it's the war the whole point of it is that it's like
2: yeah
0: anonymity and like it's just we're just exactly. known as, as soldiers you know they weren't you know, although we see the, the poppies in the field and things, it wasn't like, you know, like, I I wouldn't know any, there were, you know, millions of soldiers and it's hard for me to, to remember. So I think it was important yeah. to have faces that weren't really that like, oh, I know film? him. Oh, he's in yeah. the war, you know. Yeah. Um, but Benedict really brought me out. I was like, and yeah, Benedict and what's his face? Colin Firth. Colin Firth really did bring me out of it a wee bit. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I, war
1: films are the best to bring up-and-coming actors out into the open. Yeah,
0: exactly. I think so too. Yeah. Um, so. But at the
1: same time, I guess the film's going to have some star power to propel it to the number one spots.
2: Like, Yeah.
1: yeah. So, don't look up. I yeah. have some qualms, I have some stars, I have some wishes... Uh-huh. Um overall I actually enjoyed it way more than I thought it was. I was gonna I was going into this film thinking, hmm, okay, let's let's yeah. see how this is.
0: No, um, I was exactly the same when I watched it the first time. Yeah. Because it, it kinda of blew up online.
1: I had low expectations.
0: Uh-huh. Especially
1: Okay, this isn't a wish. But Jennifer Lawrence's hairstyle in this film, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence is a wee bit like I don't know if she was quite I mean she does a great job she, she does, does. Great, one she of my stars is actually
1: like the character portrayal in acting because yeah. Jennifer Lawrence is the best in this film and it took me a while to get warmed up to Meryl Streep as the president and Leonardo DiCaprio as the nervous little nervous scientist who goes on to become like a celebrity
0: oh that yeah. was hilarious to me I think that yeah. this film is that it's like really really satire
2: yeah and like so ridiculous
0: that like there's no like proof in it and there's no truth like but i think it's it's making a mockery of our world and what it would be like
1: exactly
0: because it's like leonardo dicaprio blows up and he's like on these tv shows and gets really rich and stuff and that i mean we we can't say that that's not what would happen
1: exactly yeah but
0: obviously something like like them
1: but also at the same time like (laughs) the world is going to end and you're saying like oh yeah well fucking my son is is doing something with other people or oh no it was my candidate has like sold drugs or something was that the thing that they were worried about
0: oh yeah I can't remember what it was at the start but But there was was some scandals
1: yeah yeah and Meryl Streep, I felt was so. I was very like, oh, she's president, and then I was like, I got into it. I like, I, I kind of, I, I started to feel it.
0: It. It was. It was her character, and it wasn't. At the same time, yeah, it was like kind of something that I would expect her in, but like not in the way she was p- playing it at all.
1: Yeah. So, exactly.
0: Yeah, but I. Um, so what were your what were your big three?
1: so number one big three was the good characters number two was the narrative structure i felt like the narrative structure was so was so strong Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: act one when they were like the reactions to the to the fact that they're going to die was so good yeah like and i felt like oh my god what the fuck is gonna happen and even all the way through i was like i really thought until the very last moment i thought are they actually going to die like i thought there was gonna be some sort of ex machina to like bring this whole thing to a close and the fact that they actually die makes this film so much better and i'm very glad that they did that
0: no i was i was exactly the same and that's what's supposed to happen like you're supposed to be on edge thinking like oh they're they're gonna die and then like i think that bit that gets me is when they're all like around the table and i'm like oh you know
2: yeah
1: um and i also thought it hilarious how uh merle streep forgot her son son
0: yeah it's it's really goofy but at the same time it's like there's like yeah. strings of truth in it and yeah, we almost totally. are like we almost are like oh how how is this like they're they're bringing from real world and i i thought that ariana Grande that her like storyline and it was was good though and they were like singing the song about
2: yeah
0: you know, but honestly i haven't watched it when did I watch it? It would maybe be at the start of this year. Okay. No, I'll tell you when I watched it.
1: When did you watch it? I
0: watched it on the 30th oh of my December.
1: God. Wow, what a precise date.
0: Because my flatmate was here and she had to work on new year's day in the morning so she was having her new year's party like just with her and her boyfriend like in the flat okay. here alone and i had i was just alone like in my room like no i wasn't here or anything because at this point she didn't live with me and then i just heard her throwing up in the bathroom <laughs> like lol, like halfway Same through the this film. and i was like lol, are you okay and i was like she was like yeah just being sick lol and i was like Okay, okay. Wow,
1: what a lot of tea.
0: So that is, that is, I remember that, watching that film for the first time very quickly, but I haven't watched it since, but I thought it would be fun because it was very like, like, oh, here's this new film. Here's what it's about and what kind of significance does this have? so. Mm -hmm.
1: So my wish is a gigantic one that basically chops the two and a half stars that I, I only gave this film two and a half stars because of this the talent behind the camera the directing the editing the camera work the sound mixing is terrible yeah all of it yeah it's just so uninspired the editing is very like incoherent and i get like it's very easy you get easily confused in this film yeah. it's just like oh my god this is happening and then choo, cut to something totally different yeah i think
0: the that's sound mix, that's the point of it it's supposed to like Create that urgency, and you're like, why are they cutting away, which yeah um, mimics the plot and all that, you know. So
1: yeah, that's a that's mm-hmm.
0: a very reasonable wish, honestly. Yeah,
1: uh, the sound mixing, meh. And also, like, sometimes they like freeze the film, and then they're like, oh yeah, actually, this is a thing, and then show a badge of something, and like do yeah. it, like a handwritten arrow. But yeah. I don't think they did that enough throughout the film to make it. Like one Part of, their of the aesthetics, yeah. yeah, yeah. They just did it at some point.
0: Well, I forgot that they even did that. So
1: exactly, it's very, And I'm gonna say something quite controversial for this uh, uh, director. So in the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now, we have a lot of, um, we have a lot of directors who have their significant style. We've got Sam Raimi. We have. Chloe Zhao, Taika Watiti. Um I feel like Adam McKay, who directed Don't Look Up, would be better suited in a Marvel film because in Mar in the MCU right now, Kevin Feige is very concentrated in making sure that these film these uh, stories are told in the way he wants rather than mm-hmm. the way the director wants. Yeah. And I feel like Kevin Feige would be able to like morph an Adam McKay film into something he would want. Like, it's mm-hmm. the Marvel formula way easier than Sam Raimi or Chloe Zhao or Taika Waititi.
0: Yeah. Who have had, I think,
1: problems with their films.
0: I honestly just don't. I like. I don't know if, if this is something that you were planning to talk about. Well, I definitely wasn't, but since it's come out, obviously, at San Diego Comic Con, there was a big Marvel panel phase and it was announced. Phase
1: 5 and Phase 6 have been announced.
0: I and I know we raised a bit of uh, a question about this the last time. Is like is what is Marthel, Mar, Marthel? Marvel, Marvel, <laughs> Marvel? Is Marvel like is it going downhill? Is it worth continuing? Is it just a waste of time at this point? It's basically heard, just a
1: cash generator at this point.
0: I heard today that the Marvel universe is planned up until twenty thirty two. <laughs>
1: Are you kidding me? On another me? podcast.
0: On another podcast.
1: That is so much Not content.
0: Like, ugh, I'm sorry, but you just have to stop. That's the the. And yeah. Because they are
1: they are pouring so many so much stuff at us. They're throwing Disney Plus shows. They're throwing films, shorts, animated films. About anything. I know, like, and you're throwing so much stuff. We're getting like I, for one, I'm getting so fatigued by all of this. Like I haven't watched Moon yeah. night. I haven't watched the new Thor. I haven't watched Miss Marvel. I'm Mm. only kind of excited for She-Hulk because it's got Jumel Jumel as the villain in it. And the only other thing I'm excited for is Agatha Coven of Chaos because Catherine Hand did such an iconic job as Agatha Harkness in WandaVision. But apart from that, I could not care less.
0: I know that this is pretty controversial, but I can't help but wonder if this would be the case if Stan Lee was still alive.
1: I'm Not sure how big of a part he played in the m c u but i also I honestly think that them building their fame like building the m c u was at its pinnacle because they had to base they had to basically create the world and they were limited, but now yeah. that they're not limited, the film just kind of does whatever the fuck it wants a lot yeah. of A lot of films aren't what it does or isn't shaped by what it wants to do, but it's shaped by what it's limited by. How they get across these limitations, but with the gigantic universe, the multiverse, it's just there's no limitations for Marvel anymore.
0: Yeah, it's really. um I just think. I mean, I saw the new Thor. Movie. I have still not.
1: I I'm not gonna watch it in cinema. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna wait till just, it comes on Disney Plus.
0: Oh, just a waste of time. Honestly, I I don't even know. And I was like, I got into Marvel pretty late, and. Yeah. I am already... Like, I can't imagine how you feel who's been a fan for, like, years and years and years. I've been
1: a fan since Avengers Age of Ultron came out.
0: Like, and that was what, 2014? Or 2016? Yeah,
1: 2014. Or 2015. At some point in the...
0: 2014, 15 or 16, there we go. (laughs) Um, But, like, I, as someone who hasn't even been part of this a long time, like, three, four years tops... Mm-hmm. I am just like no, I'm not going to see this anymore. Yeah. I don't want to play a part in this. It's exhausting. It's, it's just, not there's good. so many
1: characters. Yeah, literally.
0: It's it's literally quantity over quality at this point, and that is just. I mean, I know that the the Marvel films weren't like oh, they weren't top notch films. You know, they were. It wasn't like these films are amazing and and everyone should should like them. Yeah. But there was definitely something that there was an the enjoyment factor them. that
1: is missing in these later films, I feel.
0: Absolutely. But I think at the same time, people are starting to take these MCU films and be like, make them a bigger, like, be more serious about them than they're actually meant to be. Yeah. But I feel like that has been created by Marvel itself by having all these, like, post-credit scenes and having, you know... Oh my God.
1: The post-credit scenes were such a good idea back in the day. Yeah. now they're just so tiring because I feel like I've said this before. They just do not connect to anything. They just introduce more and more stuff that I just like when the fuck is Harry Styles coming back?
0: That's what I saw. I was like well, that's what I thought, not saw. Like literally today I was listening to this podcast and I was like Harry Styles. Like I can't even remember what film was he in Eternals?
1: He was at the end of Eternals.
0: Yeah. Like oh, what the fuck. Anyway. Okay, I think we've um we've discussed enough. So So I I
1: would. So, would you watch Nineteen Seventeen again before we move on? No. I also wouldn't watch Don't Look Up either.
0: (laughs) No, I wouldn't watch Nineteen Seventeen again. It's just my. It's just like as we said, guys, about the awards thing. It's our opinion. It's our opinion. You know, we're not like. um, I'm definitely not a film critic. Don't you? You don't have to go by what I say, and I. I appreciate that Nineteen Seventeen. 1917
2: 1977
0: oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's a great film and for someone who like I, I know people I know like one of my best friends from uni is like he would love this and he probably has seen it yeah. he would absolutely adore it but just not for me and he would probably rip the shit out of me for saying that but yeah
1: whoopsie doopsie <laughs> moving on
0: so would you well you would <laughs> I would not no any reason behind that
1: the story was fun, but now that I know what happens, I just feel like there's no rewatchability yeah, there's factor. A,
0: true. That's that's valid and true. Like I'm not yeah. gonna sit here and be like, what? because it's definitely not one of my favourite films. It doesn't even crack my top twenty. You know, like it's yeah. nowhere near that. You know, it's just a film that I've watched that I know you hadn't seen. So yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's time for Parasite.
0: The Woo-hoo. main the
1: reason of the season.
0: I am so excited to talk about Parasite. I would just like to say so uh, a big notes. apology to everyone, though, <laughs> last time. Man. Because <laughs> I was, so, like, adamant at the end of the last yeah. episode that this was a pandemic film. I don't know why I thought it was a pandemic film.
1: It is not a pandemic film, as we found out. Because I, no. also, I also agree with you and said, yeah, yeah, it is. But that just goes to show how blind we were going into this film. Literally I had no idea what this was. I had about. no
0: idea what it was gonna be about. Millie had seen it actually at an advanced screening because she had Ooh. a City World card um and went to see it before it was like officially released, I'm sure. And she loved it. She loved it straight away. She's That's never seen it since then. Amazing. Um, but absolutely ten out of ten. But because I'd said up. about the pandemic thing, I was like waiting for <laughs> so obviously big spoilers for Parasite coming up, if you haven't seen it. Pause the podcast now. Go watch it and then come back. Yes. Oh, hi! You've come back. Nice to see you. Wow. Um. So, when, like, basically at the exact halfway point, when we realise that there's someone in the basement and things, I was like, oh my god, he's going to have a disease. He's going to spread the pandemic. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. (laughs) And that did not. And I kept waiting for that to happen, and it did not happen. And maybe that tainted my view of the film. Like on my first watch, I was like, wait, where's the pandemic part? I was like, what? I must have just been confused with like I must the have actual seen pandemic that, was that we're like,
1: still in. <laughs> yeah,
0: true. So, shall we start off by talking about the character? Let's, I think,
1: a better place to start would be the 30 second summary.
0: Oh, of Got course. I'd How could you free out
1: of that? Thought <laughs> <laughs> so Not out of so that. fast.
0: <laughs> okay 30 second summary okay. can you get your timer ready for me yes. as it is my turn
1: so last time when we were doing light year i believe you did 30 second summary i did a timer on my phone and i'm recording on my phone and it stopped recording so i'm just gonna get up a little um timer on my computer real quick <laughs> if i can just da, 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 da. can i type 30 nope
0: Maybe you should make it 60 instead. That would be good.
1: I think we'll just keep it at (laughs) thirty-second summary just to make sure that it is is thirty-second summary.
0: Do you know what? I believe that I can actually do this not too well. No, no, not too well, well. not too bad. I
1: also believe that you can do this not too well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me know when you're ready.
1: Yes, three, two, one, go.
0: Okay, rich friend of poor family gives them a... Stone that signifies wealth recommends son to rich family as tutor. Rich uh, poor son gets hired, poor son cons rich family into hiring poor sister and father and mother. They invade the house, realize there is someone in the basement. It's the old housekeeper's husband. Two, he one k- s- kills.
1: <laughs> wow, you got halfway. <laughs>
0: I just said I just said kills at the kills. end. There you go. That is he all does, you need. Normally,
1: basically, yeah.
0: There you he go. He kills.
1: So a little bit of a more in-depth plot summary. So basically, we see the Kim family in their house. They are making pizza boxes and they're trying to get Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. and they have to sit on the toilet to get Wi-Fi, like a very uncomfortable position. Uh, they get exterminated by stink bug stuff,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: basically they. They've pulled these pizza boxes, but it turns out one and a quarter of the pizza boxes are not good enough. So they get deducted ten percent of their pay, and then basically the college friend comes in that you were talking about. Basically shouts at this man who's peeing on their window to get get lost, and then we see the friend give this the son uh, Kevin a rock, and mm-hmm. then he also. Tells him to apply for this tutor job. And that's when we get introduced to the Kim family residence. I think. I think that's what they're called. The
0: Park family, do you mean?
1: The Park family, yes, of course. Yes, the Park family, of course. So then we see Madame collapsing a table. And the maid, who looks like she lives there, but she does not. Um, And we see the children. And basically, the next part of the film is basically just kevin and jessica making sure that everybody in the family has a job at this place and it's really fascinating to see how they do this they like they cause an allergic reaction with peaches they um suggest that the driver has been molesting some girl
0: yeah they really or, like, stop at normally like they go to t- to all yeah. these extents um and they start to become yeah. quite toxic and quite and you even, can see even at the how point... the
1: class is corrupting them.
0: Yeah.
1: And then we think that, oh, they're the parasite. So the the Park family go off on a little tent camping adventure with their son, Dazong, who is it's, whose birthday it is the next day. And then the maid, who they got fired and got replaced by the mum, comes and reveals that there's actually a lower lower base to this house mm-hmm. which i was freaked out when they when i saw oh my god
0: i was like, like what the f- mind
2: I could, blown
0: i would have just been happy with the film being about them like being found out by the park family yeah it was like completely like plot twist like i was twisting there like
1: never saw coming
0: literally like, i had no idea
1: the greatest twist i have seen in a long time,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. was
1: when they found out that there was a lower, lower, lower base, and the maids hu- the old maid's husband has actually been staying there for like four years, seventeen months, and fourteen days, I think it was, yeah,
0: give mm-hmm. or take,
1: and <laughs> it's so disturbing to see this like harsh green lighting underneath such a like a great house,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: and we reveal that the maid worked for um the old architect whoever mm-hmm. it was. I can't remember his name. My notes are not here. Um, but yes, uh, the architect made this bunker, but he was embarrassed he didn't tell anybody about it. And the maid hit the husband there because of loan sharks yep. that he got involved with over his, cake, over his cupcake shop. or his, Which yeah. was so like heartbreaking to hear
2: because yeah.
1: it's such an innocent thing. Yeah. And basically, push comes to shove, basically, the rest of the Kim family (laughs) fall down the stairs and they're like, oh my God, Dad, don't say my name. And like, basically reveals that they're all a family. And of course, the maid films them and now is a one-up on them.
0: It's power shift, isn't it?
1: Power shift, totally. And they come back upstairs and they're all with their hands up on their knees and then they... Another power shift comes, they brawl like uncivilized people, and they've also realized that the family's coming back, so they have to push people back into basements, they have to hide under tables, under beds. It is very, very intense, and one of the most shocking things is the mum, the new maid, just simply just pushes the old maid down the stairs, who thumps her head on the
0: concrete which was concrete such wall. a oh my god Yeah. oh I had to like I flinched when that like, because it was like a bang it was like Yeah. I was really shaken by that you know because yeah. it, just, it just and just
1: how easily she did it as well
0: yeah yeah it was just like a, oh, just a what is a feather
1: yeah so go. basically they all run back to their original house by the way it's a thunder and lightning storm outside and their house has been absolutely flooded mm-hmm. and they have to take all their um belongings uh, but the boy takes the rock that the college friend gave them at the start because mm-hmm. he still seals the metaphor that we'll talk about later and then the madam wants to throw a birthday party for Dazong, and there's a very big like contrast between real life problems and a birthday party and there's also the motif of the smell coming from mr kim in particular yeah. and again long story short um the husband breaks out of the basement basically smacks the rock of, on the head of uh, Kevin comes up and stabs uh, Jessica in the in the heart and then and um, the mum stabs him with a skewer mm-hmm. and then... Um, the dad kills the sir like Sir Park, yeah, because of the smell, yeah, and it's so like it all happens like one, two, three, one after oh, yeah, yeah, one after the other, and then Mr. Kim runs away, and we have no idea where he's gone until Kevin, after s- surviving his brain brain injury, which I yeah. can't believe he survived.
0: I know, I was like, he has surgery. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I thought he was dead. He
1: goes back to the house and sees that the light is flickering because the light going up the stairs is controlled by buttons in the basement. Mm -hmm. And it's basically how the husband has been thanking Mr. Park for the past
0: four years. Yeah, because he kind of is using him as a model and, and like, worships him. Yeah. Worships And then we
1: get this Morse code gigantic letter... Mm -hmm. and we see that the dad is now there and so basically kevin's new goal is to get money get rich buy the house to free his dad and And that's where the that's where the story that's where the film ends
0: that was excellent anna that was excellent well done so parasite is a 2019 film korean film directed by bong joon ho Yes. Um, worldwide it grossed 263.1 million dollars. Dollar bills. It premiered at the Cannes Film, Fas- film Festival. Festival. The Cannes <laughs> Film Festival on the 21st of May 2019. It has been nominated for 330 awards and it has won 197 oh, of ch- them. Oh, in- G. Including the Academy Award for the best picture and the best international yes.
2: film. Yes.
1: Another statistic so. I have is that on Letterboxd, this film has over 786,000 five star reviews on Letterboxd.
0: Wow. It oh is, my God. What is the official rating on
1: Letterboxd? It is like 4.6, I believe. You can look it up. Let's see. Um, yeah, there is so much to say. So much to say about the characters, the plot, cinematography, the themes, the score.
0: This it film you could talk about forever.
1: Perfection. And I can't wait to get into the integrity of it. Yeah, 4.6.
0: Um, yeah. There Love it. Okay, shall we jump right into the characters then?
1: Yes, let's
2: do it.
0: Okay, so I'm just going to go through the cast list first yes. of all, just so that go we make it. sure everyone is credited. Now, obviously, these are Korean names, um, so please forgive me. I'm trying my best to pronounce them. Uh, so we have Song Kang Ho as Ki-Tek. Which is the father? Um, now I heard in a podcast that he has been described as the Robert De Niro of Korea. which yes. I think is quite funny. Um. We have Choi Woo as Ki who is the son. Which his English name, which they, is which Kevin. is another thing that the that the um, Park family give him.
2: Yeah.
0: An American name, Kevin. Uh, we have Park So Dam as Ki which is the daughter or Jessica. We have Yang Hee Jin as Chung Suk, who is the Cheung. mother. Yes. Cho Lee Young as Yun Kyo, the park mother. Lee Sung Young as Dong Ik, the park father. Lee Jung Yun as Moon Wang is the housekeeper. So once again, sorry if I have butchered any of those. I did study a wee bit of Chinese, but obviously I don't know how similar Chinese and Korean are. So hopefully I've managed to kind of solve the pronunciation. In my notes,
1: I have a lot, I have like, um, a lot of their names are in the American names that they get given.
0: mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's, um, I think it's important to also, uh, because at the end of the day, them having That's
2: not who they really were.
0: No, them having a, American names is completely symbolic of the plot. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's important that we, as far as we can, try and refer to them with their um, with their Korean names, and yeah. just by doing that. So let's jump into the characters. I thought that the yes. most interesting character, and probably the kind of heart of this. Obviously, the theme is about corruption and the the class, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's obvious that that's what this film about. But the character that symbolizes that the most is the sun
2: yes kevin i believe
0: kevin. Um he has this really strong connection now i can't remember because i think that i don't know which where i watched it on i don't know if the subtitles are any different for you but i think in my version of the, the subtitles it was the wealth stone
1: oh uh, mine was of <laughs> prosperity i think
0: prosperity yeah prosperity rock or, yeah. or stone and he has this really established connection with that and he keeps saying oh it's yeah it's just like a metaphor it's just like a metaphor and he has he's yeah. the most he says that focused so many times on becoming rich um and even at the end we see that his goal isn't to like i'm sure there would be other ways to rescue his father other than get rich mm-hmm. but even at the end, we see how corrupted that the family is by the need to be
2: Rich. wealthy. Yeah.
0: that that's They think that that's going to solve all their problems, mm-hmm. which is, we see from the Park family, that's obviously not true.
1: Exactly. And Kevin, like the first, Kevin is the first example of a parasite in this film that we see because
0: mm-hmm. we know that
1: his college friend is hoping to marry... The daughter of the Park family. And then Mr. Kevin over here decides to fall in love, or fall in love, because I don't know if it's true or not, with her, and also wants to marry her when she reaches university level.
0: We can't be sure of that though, because of. Is he trying to mimic the lifestyle of his rich friend? You know, he's. Is that. It's my belief that he is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because. I think that's the truest way to talk about that is that he just wants that lifestyle. And at the end, just before everything kicks off at the party, we see him questioning does he really belong here? Does he really fit in? And he knows that he does not. He can only get so far pretending. Juxtaposed with his sister, who he talks about when they're all having their drunken meal in the house when the part family are away, he talks about how she just fits in there. And mm-hmm. she's sitting in the bath like she's been there before, but he yeah. feels this... He feels way more parasitic and is way more aware of that fact than Jessica is. Yes, exactly.
1: Um, yeah. The fact that... The fact that uh, Kevin, at the end, and we'll talk about it, stairs when we get to themes. There's so many stairs in this film. Yeah. He goes down all of the stairs to to reach the basement with the rock at the end Mm -hmm. of the film and he basically just succumbs to that's where he belongs yeah and when he knows he's going to die though he then tries to run back up but of course he only gets to the basement level which represents how far they can ever truly hope to get because of their background they can never reach the ground level
0: absolutely yeah so i heard a few bits about this i heard um the director talk about this on a podcast. Um, any podcast that Anna and I have listened to, which we've both listened to the same two podcasts, I believe. Yes, we'll um, listened to those. Each. Will be credited in yes. our post on Instagram. So if you'd like to listen to those podcasts, I believe we listened to Unspooled Parasite episode and we listened to
1: the Show Me the Meaning episode. Show me on the meaning well. episode. We will Parasite. put them so in the description as well.
0: Anything that we um have listened to. Regarding that, which has obviously got us a bit, you know, given us a bit of knowledge about it, and um, Mm -hmm. so make sure you check out those two. Um, So I heard a little clip of Bong Joon Ho speaking about the scene where Kevin is talking to his father about how to act, um, you know, to get to get the job Mm
2: -hmm.
0: when um, you know when they're trying to get the dad in as the driver. and they said that that was quite quite a symbolic moment just because as i said the man who plays uh the kim father is described as the robert de niro of korea he's been in loads of things he's been in lots of um bong joon-ho productions whereas the um choi-woo-shik as ki-woo he he hasn't been in all that much yeah. So it was very ironic for him to be given this whole here's how you need I to know. act to, yeah. to... ...to our, you know, their Robert De Niro... It was a very clever television. move
1: on June Ho's part.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I just want to say, before we get into any other characters, that his writing in this film is impeccable. Like, mm-hmm. the way he gets across the characters so quickly, so effectively, gets across all their traits, all their, like, styles... Like, I feel quick- like we know
0: who they are sorry to interrupt you i feel like we know who they are as soon as the first five minutes when they're all trying to get the wi-fi exactly we we get a real picture for who this family is and we know straight away okay they're poor that is their whole identity in the first in the whole Mm -hmm. film is that and that's a really good way to describe this is that we could just reference these two families as being the poor and the rich there doesn't have to be names involved. It could yeah. just be the poor and the rich because that's ultimately what they are. And that in itself mm-hmm. symbolizes even more about what the film is trying to say. Because mm-hmm. although the Kim family try and get to that point of being prosperous and, and feeling like they're involved, they're pushed right back and they're always going to be, they're always going to have that. They will
1: never ever have it for real. because No,
0: there's they'll a, always have that smell lingering.
1: Moment, yeah, exactly. And there's a moment in the in the drunk dinner scene where mm-hmm. Kevin says he's going to marry this girl. Mm-hmm. And then he says, we're going to hire actors to be my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. So there's no, there's no indication of this ever becoming real for them. It's all an yeah. illusion. And it it's just, it's so common. So much commentary is on the fact that they would rather live in this fake world, living fake lives than Living in their reality,
0: like yeah, that's living... how bad their
1: reality is,
0: mm-hmm. or at least how bad they have painted it out to be. Yeah, you know because as we see from you know we think that in the basement where they live, um where the the Kim family you know that's their that's their home. We think that that's the lowest of the low until we find out what has been going on with the housekeeper and the housekeepers. That's yes. Cool. So I think it adds another layer. Like you think you think, okay, this is the lowest they can go. And then those as you said, stairs again. The amount of time that it takes them to get down to the basement yeah. in and how it's shut off. It's really you know, it's completely shut off. You can only get out from the inside. It's it's really um symbolic of oh wait, this is rock bottom. Mm-hmm.
1: Literally. And we get that's why it's such a great twist because we we think we know what Brock Bottom is from the start of the film, but in actuality, it goes way deeper than we ever thought it could or would.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So coming back to the characters, yes, I I want to talk a
1: little bit about Jessica.
0: Yes, go for it. Yes,
1: uh, Jessica to me was the most interesting because she was basically the brains behind this whole operation. Like she.
0: Absolutely. She
1: got the plagiarized documents. She she conned them with the art therapy. She set the trap in the car. She basically like put peach pu- peach fluff over the maid. She is pro- she is the reason why they all have jobs there.
0: Absolutely. And, She's definitely very interesting. And the yeah. fact that she is so crafty and such a con artist is the reason why kevin associates her as much with the the Part family because he sees uh, and the rest of the family see the the Part family is something that that can't be obtained and and jessica's skills are the only way that she can get through there because she's very street smart so she's the yeah, only one that would be capable exactly. of pulling something off like that
1: mm-hmm. and even even at the start she's like can't can't even afford to rise with education because they're so mm-hmm. poor and they can't afford it And it even, like, it solidifies the point that the poor can't get to the top. They can't have a good lifestyle because there's literally no way of getting there. Mm -hmm. So they do have to cheat and they do have to find these loopholes in this capitalist society to try and, like, make the money and pay the bills.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that the mother was quite interesting as well. Like, the park mother. Um, Yeah. I found her a lot of the comic relief a lot of the time um just how naive she was and how young and
1: simple they put it in the film
0: yeah you know yeah. it was very and she's supposed to sig to symbolize a certain type of woman in korea mm-hmm. um these
1: rich wives who don't have jobs yeah they are basically stay-at-home moms but then we but see hardly that,
0: hardly mothers
1: yeah because we hear mr mr park saying like yes my wife can barely do any housework she's so useless
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: because they they're like they're so high up that they've forgotten how to do these simple basic daily tasks yeah we that, see her
0: we see her struggling with the dishwasher at one point yeah. which is really symbolic of oh wait you can't take dishes out of the dishwasher mm-hmm. um but i thought that she was An interesting character to the point that I'm not even really sure. She just was really intriguing and there was something that was very like…
1: There was something likeable about her but at the same time she was very ignorant towards the poor. You almost felt
0: sorry for her a lot of the time. Yeah. That was was the majority because even though our main focus was on the
2: The Kim Kim family. family
0: and that's what the perspective was coming from. You knew that they were the parasite at the end of the day, and you felt because you could see what was going on behind the, the scenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. You felt like, Oh, babe, how are you not noticing this? Yeah, literally, you know. And um, but I did find the scene where uh, Mr. Park came home and found the, the panties in his car, and she was like, yeah. ah! and Oh, and was God. like completely, I got like com-
1: a pit. like got like a glove to pick them up.
0: Yeah, yeah, I thought that was quite that was quite funny. Yeah. Um, and that was quite good. Uh, her performance was really it was really good. It really and, was. Yeah, she was she was definitely an interesting character to mm-hmm. symbolize who the rich are.
1: Yeah, because we don't really get much characterization from Mister Park, except for the fact no. that he doesn't like the smell of of Mister Kim, and he's mm-hmm. oh, he's. He's at work most of the time, and we spend most of the time at, in the house with Mrs. Park.
0: Yeah, so true.
1: So for her to be this mm-hmm. symbol is very important in the film. Absolutely. Um, Chung Sook, though, on the other hand, I think Chung Sook is the, the fastest to be corrupted with this new wealth. Like, she goes from being this caring mother-type figure to literally pushing the dogs away in the dinner scene and smashing up everything and
0: see i wouldn't i wouldn't say that completely i think again this is from the podcast that i listened to i believe that this was unspooled that mentioned this this part um they were just pointing out that she is perhaps the least corrupted by this idea of being rich she is very realistic and when she's talking when they're all talking at the drunken dinner she's saying you would hide under the table you would you would be the cockroach oh, that would scatter okay. yeah and she doesn't and obviously she's the housekeeper so she's she's the one that gets to be visible at all times it doesn't matter if she's in the house
2: yeah that is and
0: true we see that her motive is simply not to be caught she doesn't really care about up up keeping this lifestyle she's you know she pushes Well, I'm not sure though. I'm not sure though because she is very defensive. When um the housekeeper comes back and has the video and things, um and obviously Mm -hmm. she but definitely I think that there's a resilience to her, in terms that she's the one that's going to stand up and she's not going to run away.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Literally.
0: I thought that the um, I thought that the relationship between her and the housekeeper, in the basement was that was a. Like clever dynamic to have the whole hey sis, yeah. And have the don't don't fucking hey sis me.
1: Yeah, and then it flips around. And yeah, the maid gets the video and it's like, don't hey sis me, you bitch.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I and another, the, um
1: another time they use the hey sis is for the birthday party. Mrs yeah. Park calls. Um, Chung Chung Suk is that her name?
0: Yes, the mother's name was Chung Suk.
1: Yes. Uh yes. So we have Chung Suk being called sis by Mrs. Park. But mm-hmm. like in her in her eyes we know that she doesn't believe that. Absolutely. She doesn't object to but she doesn't believe. It. And she knows that she will never be on the same level as Mrs. Park.
0: Absolutely. There's just so much we can say about about these characters and they have a real it's just the juxtaposition though. It's just that you can class them you can easily divide them yeah. into, into yes. who's poor and who's rich and, and who has money, who doesn't. Um, which mm-hmm. I think is, you know, and ultimately, moving on to the plot of parasites, you can't talk about the plot without discussing the themes of this film. Because the whole, the whole, the point of this film is not the plot, it's the themes. Yeah. The the point is to push these themes out into society using the plot. The plot is a device to to, yeah, to emphasize yeah. the themes. So exactly. Therefore, the characters have to all have traits and have to be separated by that divide
2: mm-hmm.
0: to push the message, which is perfect.
1: Yeah, it's really well done. Like even with the the Wi-Fi and their son on the bathroom, mm-hmm. they need WhatsApp to be able to connect them to other opportunities. And mm-hmm. to be able for them to tell each other, like WhatsApp is a symbol that they're not so poor that they don't have any connection with like people who might have phones.
0: But they're still that next step that they need. Yeah. Like yeah. they
1: still need the Wi-Fi and they're okay with like sitting on the bathroom or like up at these corners of the room because mm-hmm. that's what they have to do to, to survive, to yeah, like absolutely to make themselves feel better
0: one part I'm, that really hit me was when jessica was they'd come home to the flood in their house and jessica was like sitting on the toilet to smoke a cigarette and the toilet was like bursting with, yeah yeah i thought that was really like symbolic of like this is you know they've just gone from this big house where they're all
1: they've literally come full circle yeah and they've they've lost more more than what they had in the yes, beginning
0: yeah yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's, that's absolutely and true.
1: That that goes to show, like, because they had such an intricate and elegant plan, when Mr. Kim says that the good thing is to have no plan, because if you have no plan, you lose nothing.
0: Yeah.
1: It, like, that is such an important thing to see, because we saw them literally reading out scripts, making documents, like... And there's all this talk of, this isn't in the plan, or this isn't in the plan, like, yeah. or oh, we're already moving on to phase two of the plan. Like, yeah. so we see Mr. Kim's character evolution there the most, I
2: feel like, because... I
0: also thought it was interesting, um, again, another point from the podcast, it was also interesting to talk about the P authority, as I've named it. So at the start of the film, when we see that there's a man outside pissing on their window... No one has the courage to go... Like, they're talking about it, but no one has the courage. And we see the college friend come and he is rich and he has the authority to tell this man to go away. Mm-hmm. However, when they get a bit more confident, we see that Kevin is able to go and he feels like yeah. he's part of that world and is able to...
1: Exactly. And he goes, he almost goes and hits him over the head with a rock. Yeah,
0: Obviously. which is... The, the violence that connects to this rock is really interesting yeah. as well.
1: Yeah. It's like... He has the same mentality as the, the husband of the maid in the basement who mm-hmm. hits him over the head with the rock. And it's Mr. Kim who says, no, hit it. like, throw him with water because with water, we see later on, that destroys their life possibly more than the rock, you know? Yes, yeah. Like, the rock isn't their main weapon, it's the water, because if you're soaked... You know, you're cold, you're wet, you have nowhere to go. You're doing more damage than if you were to hit this person with the rock.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So, what did you think of the plot? And I think one thing with this film, it's going to be so hard to split this up into characters, plot theme, etc. Because they're so connected, we just want to talk about everything. But talking about the plot. Yes it was so well written and it was a simple plot it really but was. it was so effective i think it was really done there was no parts that we didn't need to know about and it was it flowed really well i thought that it was a tad dragged out in the middle a wee bit really i think it could have been shortened just a tiny bit not by much at all but i was finding myself a wee bit like right okay when when's the pandemic gonna come in when is this gonna <laughs> kick off you know so um yeah i found that it could have been a tiny bit shorter not not like half an hour shorter just maybe 10 minutes or so um but i don't know if there's a whole lot else we can say about the plot really is there anything that you want um, to say that's like i just want to
1: go over this strange relationship that's going on between dahai and kevin
0: uh-huh like yeah. that is
1: like throughout the plot it's really i don't know it just doesn't sit well with me she's so much younger than him
0: i don't really know see that's one thing that i was concerned about i didn't really know what age she was i don't know if the age i'd say she was
1: like 13 14 maybe that's my educated
0: guess really god well because she looks so she looks so young and obviously the brother's so much younger so she you don't want to think that she's like 16 or something
1: yeah exactly
0: but i thought that that Um. was very strange but that just that connects that connects to the college mate that connects to him that being his goal and that being obtainable for him. So, he th- so Kevin thinking that that is becoming what becoming rich and wealthy is. And yeah, is falling being in love to, with a rich
1: daughter. It's all yeah. about money for him.
0: Mm-hmm. And that,
1: that leads me to believe that he's not in it for love or he doesn't.
0: No, he's oh, in no, love with the
1: idea of being upper class and finding yep. this. Like this marriage is a more definite, concrete way of solidifying and basically tenuring his job as
0: mm-hmm.
1: as a parasite, we might say.
0: That's you hit it on the nail on the head there, Anna. Absolutely yeah. you did.
1: Um and I also want to go over just how many how much foreshadowing there is in Act One. Mm-hmm. We have the pizza pizza box fiasco. They basically um they are damaging the basically they're damaging the quality of the product for this pizza person to, like... Um, pizza person. Pizza person.
0: Papa's pizzeria.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they, they don't have the boxes too well, and they don't really care because they're it's all about them.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then they do the same thing with the maid and the driver. But it's yeah. so interesting that they all get a new perspective because that happens to them when the video gets taken of them, and they become the people... Who someone else is able to slide under them and pull the carpet from under their feet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really. Um, you could, like there's there's just so much like I find it I'm finding it really hard to organize everything into my brain into the categories into what it comes under and because and
1: it's just so much connects to so much like yeah wait all until we get onto the
0: cinematography my goodness <sighs> and the new- themes.
2: <laughs> Um,
0: so, shall we yes. jump into the themes? The main thing I want to ask, the first question I want to ask, who or what is the parasite?
1: For me, the parasite in the film is the husband and then the parasite transfers to Mr. Kim at the end of the film.
0: Oh, that's interesting. See, obviously, I think that the, what you think that the Kim family is the parasite but then you think hmm is the thought of wealth is that the parasite the real parasite here
2: Whoa.
0: is wealth the parasite within because obviously we see that the kim the the parks don't have this particularly happy life da song is like riddled with with uh seizures and illness yeah Jessica's obviously well she's not too bad but she's going out with this
1: you mean you know, uh, the daughter? Not
0: not Jessica. The, yeah, yeah, Da Da Dahei. or da, Dahei? I'm not sure. Um, but she's obviously having this secret relationship from her mother. Yeah. We see that the that um,
1: they also don't have a really strong marriage. That they're like he said, sure, we'll call it love, but that's not very convincing to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of there's a, a lot of times in the film where um mr park is questioned by mr kim and saying but you love her right
2: yeah
0: and you know it's like hmm, does wealth is it just because wealth of, corrupts love in my opinion yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely you know um, there's so many people that i know that are have money but don't have love
1: yeah and because people I think would, that money is love
0: yeah i would honestly money. rather i think a lot of my family are like this, you know. We're not, we're not like. Um, we'd rather have more days off because both my both my parents are self employed, and they're mm-hmm. and therefore like I mean me, who's training to become an interpreter and a translator, that's a very much a job that you can do from home and be self employed with,
2: yeah. and
0: I think that that definitely comes from my parents and like they always talk about. It. They'd rather have a few days off, a, a few more days off that they can choose to have off to be with each other and spend yeah. making memories than go on like three holidays a year to a, a resort in wherever yeah, you know what exactly. i mean exactly so literally yeah
1: um i feel like the main theme is class status like without yep. a doubt
0: oh it's it's obvious yeah absolutely yeah.
1: and when um, we get into we will discuss the stairs and the water and all the the symbols absolutely um Um, the the rock though it does mark a change of mentality in kevin
0: oh the rock is so symbolic
1: yeah um but the the thing is the rock um kevin is so or kevin is so much more intelligent than their parents that he gets the metaphor instantly and says, "Oh, this is so metaphorical," but the mum says, "Next time, just get us food because we're starving over here." And she's
0: more realistic and and um, looking yeah. at things from a different perspective. And obviously not. Yeah. She and this is another thing. She's not an opportunist is she, like Kevin. No, is. no, no. Kevin takes this and and runs with it. And I think it's so interesting how that rock becomes violent, and Kevin is the one to like. And he eventually is hit over the head and it's yeah. you know, th- I think that was such a moment of like, ugh, you know. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. The,
1: it's I such a pivotal think- point. Like, I feel like that is the true climax. The fact that The Rock bests this, uh, bests Kevin,
0: mm-hmm. both
1: in the metaphor and like the physical sense Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day the rock is still a rock
0: and yeah there's nothing there's nothing and he was like that before and you know he would be like that before he got the rock but because he was like okay this is going to bring me wealth and at the end of the film we see him putting the rock back into clean water but he's still so obsessed with wealth yeah so you know i I think there's
1: i watched this with uh bory who is a filmmaking friend of mine and we both had different ideas of what him putting the rock in the water meant. Mm-hmm. They said that it was, um, they said something about the water represents wealth as well, and putting it in the water would cement his ideological stance of making money and wow. building higher class. But I felt like it was a. Like putting it to rest.
0: That's because what I
2: got. The,
1: his, The Rock isn't his, um, his. Oh, I've lost the word again. <laughs> elevator music. It's not his incentive anymore.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Bringing back his dad from the basement isn't incentive. So, instead of getting it for his own good for their own good, because they're very selfish. We see that they're all very self-centred. But it's the idea that family comes first.
0: But I don't really think that that's, that, that is, that's the thing that, that confused me at the end, because surely they would have figured out another way to well, obviously they can't. True. They can't phone the police because obviously Mr. Park is being hunted down for stabbing.
1: Exactly.
0: Telling what's his face, Mr. Park. But could they not have figured out? You know, they got into the house the, in the first place. Could mm. they not have figured out, like, surveyed the house when yeah. they're out, or put, you know? But no, he thinks that the only way for them to to be reunited is wealth, which just symbolizes his his thing that this is going to cure everything wealth is going to it's going to get me everything it's going to get me my dad back it's going to mm-hmm. uh, yeah
1: but i feel like the incentive is stronger because with the rock it fucks him over but this time at the end we see that he actually achieves buying the house and getting reunited with his
0: dad. no i don't think he does it's just that it's just a vision
1: oh fuck it's just a vision of course
0: yeah because it's just a vision and then he's sitting at the end reading the letter remember
1: yes of course
0: yeah because i don't like like the amount of money that it would take for him to and you know he hasn't got his sister either which coming back to this whole like they will be classed as poor forever there's Mm -hmm. a lot of things that lead up to this one thing that, that was highlighted to me in the podcast that I listened to was the fact that we see Jessica is cremated and it's at this like mass yeah. grave, if you like. And, and we see like, this a... like
1: floor cleaner come in.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely. It's just so
1: industrial and so and impersonal. And it just takes
0: away, takes away all of this and, and realises, oh no, she, she's nothing and she'll never be anything important despite who she was she'll be remembered as this in this glass container and this the smell is the most significant thing Mm -hmm. when it comes to defining them because
1: because that's the thing that angers
0: mr kim as much
1: yeah at the start we see that they've got stink bugs so conveniently named stink bugs
0: yeah
1: um and they are exterminated with the stink bugs because they're just the same like they're on the same level they're not human, they're living in this awful place that's below ground level or like sub- subterranean, I think they call it mm-hmm. um yeah, it's very dehumanizing, and then they want to like rise above this imagery of the bug and the cockroaches, and the smell, like you said, the smell always holds them back it always will because it
0: it's something back. You can to so get rid of,
1: yeah. It harks back to their origin.
0: Yeah, which is... I think that's one thing that, that uh, Bong Joon-ho is definitely trying to say is that obviously the smell's a metaphor for this, but even when people become millionaires in real life, like, you know, if someone is to win the lottery, I think you will always be associated by they were really poor when they were younger.
1: Yeah, your your youth defines you.
0: Yeah, which is something that you can't... And that's, that smell is yeah. like a... No, even if you are part of us, you mm-hmm. even if you want to be part of it, you'll never, you'll never get rid of that, that yeah. thing, which is something that Mister, Mister Kim can't come to terms with, and which, he cannot ends up with him killing Mister Park because he's so, yeah. he's so angry he's so, by the fact that he'll never get rid of that,
1: and he's so angry by the fact that he's being defined by the smell,
0: mm-hmm. despite yeah. all
1: he's doing, despite all the work he's doing, all the driving around, he is. Always brought back to the smell.
0: Because, uh, obviously, Mr. Park doesn't know where they actually come from. So, he's just clumping all of these people together. It's like, you know, he doesn't know why, why he smells like that. He's just clumping them together with everyone else that's not worthy.
1: Exactly. And, yeah. And the fact that he... This whole, like, this really good... Smell monologue that Mr. Park goes on when he's underneath the table with his children, mm-hmm. like I felt um he just did such a good job of his with yeah. his facial expression because mm-hmm. he is he's been humiliated in front of his children, yeah, with the smell, and like when we get to cinematography, we'll see that the children, Kevin and Jessica are even higher of a class than the parents because the parents are housekeepers and drivers. Yeah. And they're like educational tutors and art therapists.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or at least pretending to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Do you want to move on to soundtrack or do you want to do cinematography and then soundtrack?
1: I don't have as much to say about the soundtrack so we could quickly cover soundtrack and then
0: come back to... I don't have anything to say about it either. I just really have that it's like... The this film when it came on it was very the soundtrack gave me a very light hearted kind of yeah like, oh, me too doo, 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 you know it was very like kind of fun playful yeah when you're you know when they're folding the pizza boxes you get that in but it was suddenly I'm nah, sorry I'm just yeah. doing Stranger Things there um, <laughs> <laughs> when we they're going in around- the basement Wow so. <laughs> boo what
1: <laughs> um, yeah like for me at the halfway point it's like fun 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 the doorbell rings and it goes silent yeah and absolutely haunting. you can really
0: you can really notice that
1: yeah and it's it's almost like when the like the film is a plan
0: mm-hmm. and at the
1: halfway point when the doorbell rings it goes off plan and basically the film just stops and a new yeah. film takes its place
0: absolutely I, was, I found also really interesting that this was originally supposed to be for the stage which I didn't really? know. Yeah, I heard that in the oh in the
1: yeah, yeah 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 well.
0: yeah. I just was like, wow, that's so interesting, and and they were talking about how things, how you can do so much more with a camera than you can with what well, on the stage, and I just was thinking about like, have... obviously the West Side Story thing and being like, yeah, like, you know, saying that West Side Story, like the adaptation to. The adaptation wasn't what I mm-hmm. thought it would be or hoped it would be, but obviously this isn't a musical, um, and it was portraying a different message. Um, yeah. So yeah.
1: I feel like they did make the right decision to make it a film rather than a stage, because mm-hmm. as we will get to in the cinematography, <laughs> the levels, like the the floors, you yeah, can't really get would across fit, it would be in it the difficult stage. Difficult to portray that. That was such yeah. an
0: important part. So speaking of cinematography, shall we just jump right in because we've got too much to say about this?
1: Yes. Let me.
0: So levels, stairs, lines, water.
1: Oh my god! Where do we start? I Um,
0: think the easiest place to start is the levels. Obviously, it's so metaphorical and so so in your face, like, Mm -hmm. like so, like obvious because literally when when you see it, you can't unsee it.
1: Yeah, and the first the first, like, establishing shot we get of the film is their window, Mm -hmm. and then it comes down to Kevin. Yeah. Trying to find Wi-Fi. And then at the end, it's the exact same shot.
0: Yeah, they're still in the same place, and they're still under... The window represents the kind of standard class.
1: Or, like, the window of opportunity, as you mean. Mm Yeah, absolutely. But they just corrupted that, and now they're back at square one.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, we see, as we mentioned, we see this go even further when we we meet uh, the housekeeper's husband when he's down all these thousands of stairs. I mean that, that sequence of them going down all the stairs and yeah. turning corners and navigating this almost it's
1: really long like corridor, confusing that... and
0: absolutely
1: yeah. Um, like usually in film, cinematography of course focuses on the movement between left and right. That's very mm-hmm. traditional. Characters starting to start from left and go right. If they're experiencing bad moments, they go from right to left. But in this, it's always up, up and down. It's always up and down. And we there's so many times that this same shot of the stairs, with the mm-hmm. pillar, like, here. Yeah. You can see my in my camera that I've got, like, a, <laughs> my arm. Like, in, like, a third of the way in the shot. And going up and down, depending on where they fit in the... Social class. And I guess like I've just thought of this right now that every time the mum I feel like the mum goes up, Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Park go up the stairs more than they go downstairs. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: the Ken family go up and downstairs like a yo yo. Like they're up and down, well, up, never and down see up and them. down, up and
0: down. We never see them it down any stairs that aren't in their own established house because their whole house, apart from the basement, is their level. We never see them go down into the basement. We never see yes. them go down. But even like the...
1: stairs outside of the house, like in the scene where they get out of the house, they go down so many stairs to get to there. Yeah. Like that is so on purpose. because yeah. Because um, in the first act, we saw they were just like heading down the hill back to their house. But now it's it's so, like, so clear mm-hmm. that they are so much lower, probably even lower than the guy in the basement, actually.
0: And we see that, we see when Mr. Kim, when, when Mr. Park is coming up the stairs and the the housekeeper's husband in the basement is banging his head on to, to put the lights on. Yeah. It's like an almost, welcome back to your place. You're Literally, coming up the stairs. Yes. You're coming back.
1: It's so cool how he knows. How does he yeah. know? Yeah,
0: that's it is crazy. I found that quite creepy to be
1: h. Yeah, um, and do you? I mean, I saw in the I heard in the podcast that Bong Jun Ho has built all these sets from scratch.
0: Oh, I thought that was amazing. The set I design that was really amazing, and you know that just shows that like they're so committed to portraying the house in a certain way and having it feel mm-hmm. a certain way because yeah. if they really like, oh let's just have any old house but no it's good to have so many stairs and it's got to have stairs have this place you know and that was just mm-hmm. i thought that was a really cool yeah. fact it's just um, such just an sure iconic
1: set as well like oh, if i absolutely. saw that i would know parasite
0: yeah absolutely that's that's completely true yeah. um also i thought it was interesting that there was always some kind of line that was separating the kims from the parks um, I think I am sure I I heard that and and saw it as well that that they were always separated in some way. Wow, that's so, um I've which been... which just even further establishes the the difference between them and the yeah. barrier that, that they can't cross.
1: Exactly. Um, and I feel like a lot of the shots were similar to Wes Anderson. Like it gave a very Wes Anderson type feel if you know what I mean. That yeah, stationary wide shot, with yeah. car- with movement in the frame, but the frame not moving.
0: Mhm. Yeah, that's true.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely. This film just definitely plays a lot on its on its cinematography to
2: mm-hmm.
0: to portray something, and it just just does it so well. Because at surface level, when you look at it, you're like, "Okay, this means something." Yeah. You know, and exactly. then when you when you analyze it deeper, you know, it doesn't take you a few watches to be like. Oh, I don't know what this is about. Do you know what I mean? But it's not blatantly obvious that you're like. It's oh, very but
1: subtle, you... but in an obvious kind of way.
0: <laughs> Perfect.
1: Um, yes. Absolutely. So, shall we jump into our Shot of the Weeks?
0: Absolutely. Shots of the Week. So, So, if you haven't seen our so- Shots of the Week yet, they are up now on Instagram. So, make sure yes. you hop over to our Instagram. We'll give you five seconds to do that. Five, four, three, two, two one.
1: one. Welcome back. So. Woo-hoo!
0: Would so, you uh, like to you cover your...
1: Yeah, I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my shot of the week was the shot where it's a flashback to the kids, to Dazong's birthday a while ago. And the parasite, that's one of the maid, is just peeking ever so slightly above the stairs and his eyes <sighs> are stock white. Yeah. Like, that freaked me out. That was that's- such a such a tone shift. That, like... It went from comedy to thriller to horror, yeah. Like that, and the way they just the the whole scene, in, in fact, like the way they flash back to the cake on the on the floor when she's um, when she's telling Chung Suk about the story. It's just amazing, and rising from the darkness, rising from the like the basement level. Mm-hmm. I just love it. It's just. It really encapsulates, encapsulates the film, in my opinion. Absolutely,
0: I totally agree with that. I think that it really. Um, I was so creeped out.
1: Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, was like, I was so ah! not not expecting such a like a little like.
0: Pete, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're we're just doing the faces in the camera right now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so my shot of the week. I've spoken a wee bit about it already, but it was when um Kevin is hit over the head by his rock. Rock. I just think that this is such a symbolic part of the film, not only for, for the entire film, but for his character. And showing how wealth corrupts you.
1: Yeah. And wealth can
0: And turns its back fuck on you, when over. you. Yeah, absolutely. I just thought that that was a really important I just was really shocked by that, and it was the noise mm-hmm. and the and you and also know, the fact
1: that he was had that thing on his throat, and then the guy just like snapped him back. Yeah. On the floor is so well choreographed as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And the fact that the rock didn't break, the fact that yes, you know that that it's like wealth always comes first. It's like wealth mm-hmm. will win, you know. Yeah. Um, and so it's yeah, also that was kind. My shot of the week, I
1: don't know what to think about. The parasite hitting the rock, like with the rock, yeah. like is that a sign of him corrupting wealth? Totally, like I'm in, I'm, I don't know what oh, to think. Oh, this of is that. like, like you crazy. could it, you, you could study this film in like Oxford or.
0: Oh, sub- absolutely, easily. It's
1: so dense with subtext.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, where are at? What are we at? One hour and forty-five minutes, and I feel like I have so much I haven't said. And so much I've missed out. Because yeah. just there's it's impossible to cover the entire film.
0: Absolutely it is. It is. It's, it's really like really crazy.
1: Yeah. Um
0: even. One thing like... I do want to speak about, sorry to yeah, go, go for minutes, it. Is about the fact that this is a foreign film. And yeah. the subtitling and all the work that they have to do. I mean on this podcast they talked a lot about how when he was doing his tour. Bong Joon-ho had an interpreter the whole way and he refused to speak any English, which yes. I thought was great. And I thought that that was, you know, as a training interpreter, I just thought that was very um, important. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of people for any foreign language film are very quick to just say no because they don't want to watch it with subtitles. Now, the thing yes. I wanted to ask you is do you watch things with subtitles, even if they're in English, yes or no, and why?
1: I do. So... I didn't used to watch with subtitles because it was kind of distracting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I live with three, three people who come from uh, other countries. I have one from Denmark, Finland, France. So every time we watch a film, we watch it with subtitles.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: honestly really like just watching it with subtitles in English. Because... I've
0: watched there's... things with subtitles for a long time. Like, even if they're in English, I always watch something watch watch them with subtitles because i feel like if i'm watching something without subtitles like today for example like when i was watching 1917 there were no subtitles and i was really struggling to get the meaning and like see what they're saying but when yeah when something has the subtitles on i feel like it just goes into my brain that much easier and like Mm -hmm. solidifies the message and makes it a lot easier for me to understand but i don't understand how people are so like like there's a whole world of like people are like oh i don't know what my next favorite film is going to be it could very well be a foreign language film, babe. Like, yeah, you know, you just don't, you just can't be bothered for, and it's, you know, you're so, you're, you're focused on the film way more. Like, you, when it's a foreign language film, you need yes. to be, yeah, you need to be focusing on it because it's not, something it's not in your
1: home language.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I even I even
1: watched Don't Look Out with subtitles and
0: yeah, absolutely. Like, it's so yeah. it's it's um. I really think that people are like, oh, why are you watching something with subtitles? And I don't think you, don't knock it until you try it. Just say that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But it's it's weird for, like, when I'm in a cinema, I just don't expect subtitles. That's that's the norm. Uh Yeah, uh-huh. But when I'm at home watching a DVD and there's no subtitles, I'm like, this is strange.
0: Yeah, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: So I guess you just have to normalize yourself to the fact that subtitles exist. And when you do, it opens up a whole new avenue of films that you can watch absolutely
0: i mean i'm going to paris in september um Um, excuse me (laughs) and i recently realized that there's a cinema very close to me and we were talking about the other day just about how like if there's any new films in the cinema that we want to review will i be watching them in the cinema in french or in english i'm not too i mean i hope that there's i hope that they're shown in french because this is a huge part of film and i think something that people don't talk about. I mean, it was I watched a Pixar documentary about it um, where films need to be adapted for the country that they're shown in. So obviously there's downsides to this, like in Lightyear, where it's easy to cut out the gay parts for certain countries, but also for the cultural differences. So I think in Inside Out, the British slash American version, we see broccoli and the kid doesn't want to eat it. But in like Japanese and other um like asian countries it's like a different vegetable because it's more commonly known that like yeah so
1: that is so clever
0: that is attention to detail oh well it needs to be because you know and that's what these people that are in you know worldwide relations do in film studios um which i think is is really important and you know crazy so it's going to be interesting to see if i see a film in french what's different about it than yeah. when you see it in the cinema here
1: in english yeah i just yeah. i can't like well, if be you, a do, croissant you to...
0: or a baguette instead of bread you know oh or frog
1: uh, <laughs> the <laughs> possibilities are endless <laughs> um yeah but i did not think that subtitles got in the way of this film like
0: no, absolutely. I thought it definitely meant that I was paying more attention to it.
1: Yeah. And just the the actors were so good in it, all of them. Oh, like, absolutely. Even though I didn't understand what they were saying, the the way they were saying them just got across exactly what 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 they meant.
0: Oh, completely. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Um, um
1: one last thing i want to talk about in terms of cinematography because i know we've gone slightly off um yeah. is the fact that the imagery of the maid in the the camera
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's oh, so yeah that's grotesque. haunting yeah
0: that is haunting
1: haunting like i saw that and that's when the the score went out and everyone was silent and just this like face this yeah. low pixel face it's-
0: it's horrible. It was so
1: like, is this actually happening?
0: It's really like crazy. It's
1: jarring in the best way.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. You yeah. really notice it. Which because is, um...
1: like this film, I've seen this film being described as two films merged in one. Mm-hmm. And I think it does that seamlessly. And it's such a swift yet natural tone shift. Mm-hmm that a lot of films that try to do the same don't end up achieving.
0: Yeah, I know absolutely. you haven't
1: watched Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, but that is one that I go to in terms of this two-part tone shift, because one part they have very Jurassic World-esque storytelling and then they have a thriller like Parasite, but in my opinion, it does not. It doesn't transition well, it doesn't pay off well. They feel too yeah. disconnected, because there's not enough um, there's not enough payoff and there's not enough connection between the two parts even though they're different like yeah, we have absolutely. the relationship with a pizza box and we have the flip side of that we mm-hmm. have the smell being introduced in act 1 and the star of act 2 flipping to be more um intense in act in the second part of Act Two and Act Three.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I think that was Parasite. Yeah. What did you? Was what would you rate it then? Ten out of ten. No question. Yeah, posture. I would say the same. Absolutely, it's definitely a film that is like, like I will watch that and recommend that film to everyone.
1: That is a classic.
0: I think it's gonna, you know, and it's so important for foreign films. It's just. Just leading the mm-hmm. way, and I just think it's so important that it did win the the Academy Award because it was the first foreign film to do so, which is a long overdue. Yeah. Um. So I'm so I would also wait, rate it ten out of ten, and, and hell, I'm gonna watch it again. Hell yeah! <laughs> I've already yes, watched it
1: twice in like four days, <laughs> and I still oh, so... would love to watch
2: it again.
0: I think the more that you the more that you watch it, the more you'll see. In yeah. terms of the cinematography and the themes, I think that you can only. That song, that, that, song, that film is so jam packed full of things that it's never going to get old.
1: Exactly. There's always going to be something to notice.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, shall we talk about our film for next week, Anna? Yes.
1: So, Which our I'm film for next week is a film that neither of us have seen again. Mm-hmm. it is on netflix and it is tick tick boom
0: with andrew garfield andrew so
1: garfield
0: sweet. he I, he was the one man that i did have a show on. i was had a huge oh uh, what, what, what about robbie p yeah well he was andrew garfield was my robbie p before i knew about robbie p before i uh, saw twilight of course yes but you know it's him and him and robbie p that are my men even though i'm a yeah, lesbian
1: your bodyguards <laughs>
0: Yes, absolutely. I if have, I'm going to be no. yeah. honest.
1: <laughs> I would say no. I mean, I would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no idea what to expect going into Tick, Tick, Boom. Like, Why again, I'm Lin- completely H- blind. Miranda I'm not going to say it's,
0: involved.
1: I'm not going to say it's like a, oh, it's a happy musical, when it's going to be like a sad, sad tragedy that I has no I think it's a kind of
0: matters. existential musical. I think that like the whole thing is that he's trying to get his play through or he's trying to get, Something so it's definitely about, on um, some sort of like artist and musical theatre or something like that. Lin Manuel Miranda is definitely heavily involved, and it's based on a true yes. story of someone. I think Lin Manuel
1: sure. Miranda directs this. I believe. Oh yeah, I
0: think yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Actually, I think so. So I'm really excited to watch uh, that.
1: He did the soundtrack for Hamilton, a Encanto. film called Into the Heights as well yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. Encanto. So I've wanted had... to
0: watch it for ages though like I remember I kept saying to Millie oh we should watch this we should watch this and we just never got around to it so yeah. I'm really excited to watch that with her um, yes. and see what it's all about and see the hype I remember the song was stuck in my head for ages and it has been stuck in my head all day today I want to look up the actual title of it though because I think Go I've been it. singing the wrong like it's about him turning Yes, yeah, it's 3090 that's the 3090. song yeah nice it's 39 29 hell you just feel like you're 22 or something like that yeah i'm feeling 22 22 (laughs) taylor come on yes
1: come on we're waiting (laughs) um we should
0: do a mini episode on the all too well um
1: we should
0: oh my god i wasn't saying that seriously but that has like sparked you Let's Maybe we should it. do
1: like a short film episode where we'd like take a handful of short films and analyze them for an episode.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Tell us in our, in our, um, section, email. DMs, emails, yes. Tell us, please, if you want us to do that, let Psst. us know.
1: Our email is ltfbpodcast at gmail.com. You can also I, find us uh, on Instagram at <laughs> ltfbpodcast.
0: Anna is desperate to get some support on that. So make sure you do that, guys. Yes. Um, um,
1: picks of the week.
0: Okay, so you don't actually know what your pick of the week is going no, to be for me. I, don't. Which is I don't, very you rare. don't know.
1: You don't know mine either.
0: Normally I let it slip what yours is going to be. Yes. But I'm very excited for you to watch this. This is one of my all time favourite films Bridget Ooh. Jones' Diary.
1: Nice. Have you seen I'm, it? No, but oh, it's great. Um, we did a module in second year called British Cinema. Uh-huh. And that was one of the films we could analyse.
0: Yeah, it's so, so it's so yeah. good. And it has Colin Burke I can't wait. It. Renee Zellweger. Yes. It's really, really good. Does it have help.
1: Benedict Cucumber Patch in it?
0: No, thankfully uh. not. <laughs> Does mine have him in it?
1: No. So <laughs> your film is a Netflix original and it came out two years ago,
0: I feel like.
1: Or it came out last year it's called moxie have you seen it before moxie moxie
0: i don't think oh i've heard about that oh i'm excited to watch that yeah i heard yeah. about it and it's like oh hang on let me have a look i think it's I'm like ready. a it's a
1: teen film that centers around feminism
0: yes i know exactly what you're talking about yeah. i'm excited to watch that
1: yes. i watched it and i loved it
0: oh i remember so you talking about that actually. I do, yeah. I remember you talking about that. Well, I think both of those films, let's just check. I think Bridget Jones' Diary is on Netflix. Let's see. Last I know I Moxie's checked. on
1: Netflix because it's, it's a Netflix film.
0: Okay, so Bridget Jones' Baby is on Netflix, so you'll need to find somewhere else to watch Bridget Jones' Diary. Um, but Tick, Tick, Boom see. and, and um, Moxie are both on Netflix, so if you want to catch up with those before we review them, no, make that's... sure you do that. Um, And I've
1: just looked up Bridget Jones's diary and it is on Amazon Prime. So you can find it there.
0: Great. So catch up with those films. Now, for a Scene Shuffle, we're planning to do a wee bit something different. So what we're going to do, for Scene Shuffle, we are going to spin a wheel. Instead of us coming up with prompts originally, we're going to make a list of prompts, put them into a wheel, pop it on Instagram and spin it live for you guys.
2: So you will get to
0: see and think about what you feel about the prompt um before the the episode airs as well so we're going to do that throughout the week at some point for our next um scene shuffle topic so make sure you're following us at ltfb podcast on instagram to um to To participate yeah yeah absolutely tell us
1: what you think and we might even shout out some of your answers if you're lucky
0: that would be so good and we also have
1: shots of the week coming up on instagram as well and some other reels and content because we are amazing content creators and we are just (laughs) pumping this shit out to you so absolutely make
0: sure if you're not following us already go follow us guys at ltfb podcast the most iconic instagram
1: page on earth
0: absolutely it's it's really good you've been posting oh my god i loved your reel that you did i'm a
1: homosexual one
0: Oh, my God. I have been watching that, like, non-stop. <laughs> I honestly think it's so good. But um, yes. was that you coming out as uh, Into Women?
1: So, next time on Nice Talk Film that is
0: <laughs>
1: you can expect Tick, not Tick, to, Boom.
0: Not to just call you out on the, on the podcast on air.
1: <laughs> well, hmm, I still have some <laughs> things to discuss with myself <laughs> before I Whoopsie. come out to the, to the public.
0: It was Clu Duval, wasn't it? It was Clu Duval. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Clu Duval for life.
1: Tell me. <laughs> mm, yum. Yum.
0: <laughs> yum. Clu Duval, yum. yum. Okay, guys. Okay. That is it from us. Yes. Please Thank make you so sure much you for listening thank you so much please yes. make sure you leave us a review on um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify leave us a five star review yes um, you and make sure us. you tell your family and friends
1: yes share us about think, let's, let's have a conversation about film bitches
0: spread the love bitches yes get us to clear the valve yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay right I shall see you in the next episode Nate.
0: see you in the next episode Anna let's bye bitches the bye